Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is Thursday, June the 14th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy for the day. And uh, today is one of those days where I am learning how, once again, to keep practicing feeling good in the, in the face of anything, uh, because uh, we've had some challenging news happen around here. And uh, when that happens, you have to kind of refocus and get yourself back to alignment and say, you know what, everything's going to work out for the best and all is well. And it's not easy to do, but you got to do it. That's what I'm doing this afternoon. And you know what? It's working. I'm getting there. It's happening. So I hope your day's going a little bit easier than mine is. But <laughs> Well, it is. And it while you were talking, this thought occurred to me that since you've given yourself this incredible challenge for June, which is all about you paying attention to when you're not in a great feeling place and purposely doing something to shift it, um, there's two things that I'm thinking is going on. One, you're getting more things that are not going your way, so you have great opportunities to shift them. <laughs> this is true. I may, I may want to rethink this challenge, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you actually may be calling more negative stuff to you, but on the positive side, when you have one negative thing after another happening, it's a great opportunity for you to take this challenge and do whatever is required to like shift the energy because nothing's going to help you do it better than having things snowball. <laughs> well, that, that's got like a plus and a minus to it all by itself, doesn't it? I mean, on the one hand, yeah. I want to keep practicing this stuff. On the other hand, how far do I want to go with that? <laughs> well, you know, I wonder if you find a way to not necessarily reword it because, you know, the law of attraction doesn't pay attention to our words. But change the but vibration you, of it. But if you reword it so that it causes you to feel differently, yeah. then you'll be sending yeah. out a different broadcast signal. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure exactly what uh, way to reword it, but, but it's a good question to raise because I definitely yeah. need to reword it. I, I mean, I'm glad that I've got this challenge going. I'm glad that I'm, you know, getting myself to make the shift. But I would like it to be a little bit less stressful. <laughs> well, you know, I'm kind of thinking your mirror exercises that you do. Um, when you set out to do those, I kind of remember the energy, um, the vibrational quality behind what you were saying, which is even though the words were, I want to really, I, I want to get rid of the, the negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. I remember the feeling was because I'm wanting to feel a sense of relief and peace and I want to feel good about myself. Yeah, good point. Right. So even so though you used what, what we can call negative words. The feeling behind it was that you really desired the positive effect. So maybe I need to do something similar here, basically. Yeah. Do, do the same kind of thing. Yes, I want to keep uh, reversing things, but I want to do it because I want to feel good, because I want to have great yeah. experience all the time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, that is a better way to, to feel it and to express it. And so it. basically my, way, re, my reason for saying that is you already have done that, which to me, whenever you've already had a positive experience with something – it's easier than to what I'll call map over those components into the new something to shift it as well. Now, now you describe that phrase again to map over, because I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. Um, I learned that phrase in NLP, so I don't know if that's just an NLP phrase, but it, it works for me. Um, when you map something over, it's like taking something from one set 
of something, in this case, the characteristics that you gave to your mirror exercises, you already know what those are. And when I say map them over, I mean like literally utilize the same qualities in this new new challenge. Okay. So I don't know. Is there a, a different kind of wording that you would use for that? No clue. <laughs> I mean, I've been using mapping over for 20 years, so that's just a natural phrase for yeah. me. Yeah, no, I can see um, that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that, that it, it's a good it's a good question to raise. I I mean, that's that's part of what you do when you when you set a challenge like this, right? You end up exploring new territory, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm exploring new territory, so I, I guess I don't totally have all the answers yet, but mm -hmm. I'm getting good questions asked. That's good. <laughs> And I know I know you well enough to know that you're going to take this and go, hmm, how can I kind of niggle and adjust <laughs> oh, <of course>. my, <laughs> my thought process? Because I really want the better feeling stuff. That's what this is all about. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely at the background of all of this. And, and yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it right there in a nutshell. Well, and, and I think you said it very clearly. Your ultimate goal is because you want to be happy. Your ultimate goal is because you want to feel um, the joy in every moment possible. And right. so the ultimate goal is to take anything that doesn't fit into great happiness and shift it to make it happy. And that's the challenge right there. Yeah. That's it. And so even if you just label it or think on it that way, that's different than how you were talking about it before, which is, you wanted to notice and pay attention to everything negative so you could change it. Yeah, it does have a, a, a different shade of flavor to it. Yeah, it's a different, different yeah. feeling to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So let's see. We're on the 14th. We're halfway through the month. So you've been doing it for the first half of the month. I wonder what will shift and how wonderfully it will shift into a more positive experience. Um in the last half of the year, now that you've changed the vibrational quality behind the challenge, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because I mean that 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 means everything's going to be onward and upward, and I like that. So I can hardly yeah. wait. Yeah, you know, bring it on. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I love to just. I know I'm the one who who verbalized it, but again, like I said, I know you well, and we've talked about this enough. I understand that your intent is because you want to feel happy more often you yeah. want the joy that this life has to offer to be yours on yeah. a regular basis oh yeah yeah because well a number of reasons first because it makes you happier it, it feels <laughs> absolutely yeah, that, that's probably the most important one of all and second of all because you know, whatever one is trying to attract into one's life that's going to be where you're going to be most likely to do it when you're in that happy place so it, it's really both of them together um i mm -hmm. mean today was definitely a challenge today we basically we lost one of our best employees in Louise's business, oh. and she didn't want to leave. That was the worst part. The only reason she left was because there was a a personal situation that she had no control over that basically just you know happened, and for reasons I don't want to get into on the air, she had to go get employment elsewhere. It, it okay. had nothing to do with she. I mean, she was practically in tears when she left. And we were practically so, just a loser because, I mean, so it was like, whoa, this is like getting, you know, knocked to the ground. <laughs> and it really does challenge you because you have to find, like like we were talking about earlier, you, you really have to find where's the silver lining? Where's the good side of this? And what I had come up with so far was 
well, you know, certainly we're really grateful for what she's done up to this point. That's we're, we're just thrilled with what she's been doing. And absolutely, we wish her well. We want that personal situation to get ironed out to its best possible result. And, and to be perfectly honest, I'm holding out hope that at some point she's going to be able to come back. I mean, I know, I know she would want to, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, just looking for all the good sides of it. But when, when it first hits you, that's the hardest time to really make the shift. And so it's in that sense, it's good practice. But I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought up the idea about, you know, framing it in a more positive energy because I, I, I don't need any more of those. <laughs> well, and now what I'm about to say, I will set, I will frame as it's easier for me to say because I'm objective mm. and I'm not at all emotionally attached to this person that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um but from my experience, when things like this happen, what I believe is occurring is that everybody is aligning to their best stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there are more positive things that will come from this that you don't know today because today you're kind of in the dismay of, oh, my gosh, we didn't see this coming. Right. Um, but I would imagine over the next several weeks or a month, you'll see some things come out of it that you couldn't have expected or didn't expect, but actually work out better for you and better for her. Well, that's what I've been trying to remind myself about that. You know, if, if this is what's happening here and like you say, we're all in alignment, then there must be something better coming. There's gotta be, I don't know what it is. Well, you know, so often um, I've experienced both in my own personal life as well as watching it in others, where there's some huge blow that comes and you just can't expect it. But when it happens, you don't realize that it's really for your highest and best good. Mm. And it would be something in the natural, meaning like without supernatural intervention where you have your, your inner being knocking at the door going, make this change, make this change, <laughs> which that's not even the characteristic of how our inner being doesn't scream and yell. Um, but just like for and how things work out in a good way, like so, for an example, in the first chapter of our book, you know, is my story called Home Sweet Home. Mm-hmm. And I talk about I mean, I have so many ups and downs within the story. But one of them was, you know, Paul and I found the house that we knew we wanted. And we were going to put an offer on that house on Saturday. And, you know, Friday right before closing time, I get called into HR totally like, why am I getting called into HR? Mm. Well, because the company had sold, I ended up being the first one let go. Right. And the natural assumption is, well, you don't have any income anymore. Mm. And the house was going to be purchased on the contingency of two incomes. Right. Yeah. And so the natural response was what my husband had, which was, well, I guess we can't buy this house. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, no, just because I lost this job doesn't mean that I'm giving up on us getting this house. This is our house. Which was very cool, by the way, that you had that presence of mind and that confidence to to say that, even though, as you expressed in the story, you didn't yet know about the law of attraction. I didn't. But I did have a strong belief that when one door closes, another door opens. And I did have that as a very powerful belief. Mm. And so within the next six to eight weeks, I don't remember the exact timing, not only did I get a new job, but the job that I got was at a significant increase salary-wise over the one that I had. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I remember thinking so clearly how the job that I had, it was when I was working at a broadcast radio station. I loved that job. 
And I'll tell you, I fought for that job. I wanted that job so bad. I won't even go into all the details of what I did to grovel to get my, get that job. But when I did, it was like, oh, yes, this is what I wanted. I don't even know why. But I felt like I wanted to be around broadcast radio. It okay. felt exciting to me. Um, and I think it is a precursor to what we're doing right now. It sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> but I love that job. And because I fought so hard to get it, I mean, I literally went through two other positions before I landed my sweet spot, right? Mm, yeah. Never in a million years would I have said, oh, I think I'm going to quit and go look for something else. Because I'd only in that, been in that position for probably seven months. And it, it took, took me a long time to get there, I think a year and a half. In, in working and prodding and proving myself and talking to the right people till I finally got to a position that I really wanted. I would never have just quit that job. Mm. Yeah. But what sure. makes, you know, it's so interesting in light of what we're talking about is I really wanted more income as well. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that when I landed the job that I was going to land, that I finally landed in, I really thought it was going to come at a higher salary than it did. Oh. I was really shocked that the money was like crap mm. compared to what mm. I thought it was going yeah, to be. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. And so, sure, we would have been able to buy the house, but we would have used every paycheck to pay for our house. Yeah. Yep. There would have been like no wiggle room. You know, a car could never break down. We so, might not even be able to like get the car registration. <laughs> it was like cutting <laughs> oh, it that short. But the new job put enough cushion in our income that now it all became just an ease. It was easeful even when we like, you know, got the mortgage and whatever and lived here for a while and we're paying paying the bills. We weren't strapped. Which means that and your so, inner being and the universe really had your back, even though at first you didn't think so or you didn't know that. Totally. Totally. And I'm so grateful that I did have a belief system that said when one door closes another one opens because I didn't let any moss grow under my feet in sadness and grief. Mm -hmm. I just went immediately because even while HR was talking to me and telling me, you know, you know, we're doing this because this, and you know, it had nothing to do with your performance. You know, you are welcome to come back. Should another position open, blah, blah, blah. They were saying all the nice words. Right. All I could think, all I could hear was my inner dialogue which had to do with how is this going to affect putting an offer on the house. Mm, sure. I even had the wherewithal to say, so I know today is Friday. When exactly do you make my being let go like legit? Cause they were going to pay me a month severance pay. Mm -hmm. And I said, so do I officially get let go a month from now? Because I'm thinking at least that would look good for the mortgage company. Right. <laughs> And because I could be honest that yeah, no, right. I'm still on the payroll. Yeah. And she said, no, unfortunately, you're relieved as of today. So your end date will oh, be boy. noted as today. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. So I, I'm in my inner dialogue going, OK, well, how, how is this going to work? Right. And when she was all done, it was kind of like, OK, are we all right with everything? And I said, I'll be honest with you. I didn't hear most of what you said because I said, <laughs> I'm about to buy a house. And that's all I'm concerned about right now. So could you like repeat everything? <laughs> <laughs> and I promise this time I'll pay attention to you. <laughs> <laughs> so she did. Um, but I've also seen that happen in other people's lives where the shock 
of something that you're so not expecting naturally, I think, puts most people into a tailspin. Oh, yeah. But my experience, both in my life and watching what happens in other people's lives, is when they set their sights towards it's all good, man, the goodness comes to them like in ways they could never have expected. And then they say, you know what? I never would have thought that this could have happened, but look at what has happened. Now, if you're in a coaching situation with someone and they resist that in some way, like, you know, they're basically just locked into, I'm feeling depressed about what's happened. And this is like just mm -hmm. the latest domino and I'm feeling beaten down because just when I thought I was recovering and getting into a good place, all of a sudden I got beaten down again. How, how do you tell somebody, you know, look on the positive side anyway? Uh, on, off the top of my head after they have like expressed themselves and I've let them know that I'm still on their side and I'm not, I'm not a meanie. <laughs> mm. I would say, well, you do have a choice. This situation has already occurred. Now you can either continue to allow the pain to be something you wallow in and just makes you feel bad for a longer period of time. Or you can kind of, you know, cut your losses in terms of emotional losses and go, all right, it happened. And now what can I do to move forward? Mm, yeah. But I also tell them, if you need the time to grieve, take the time to grieve. I just recommend you don't go longer than three days. That's just my own personal thing. But three days, 72 hours is more than sufficient in my mind to deal with most painful situations. Now, the death of a loved one, I still think you can do it in 72 hours. But, you know, if somebody hasn't practiced that ability to pivot, I wouldn't, you know, go there. Yeah, yeah um, that's probably a bit much But for I like people. to remind people, pain is a choice. Happiness is a choice. The circumstance may not have been something that consciously you chose, even though I know they did. Mm. Um, consciously, they may not have chosen it but they can consciously make a choice on how they feel right now in this moment. Cause all we have is right now. That's true. The past is already the past. Now, do you want to drag the past with you for minutes, weeks, days, and months? Could you have that choice? And many people do, or you can say, you know what? Today is a fresh new moment and I'm going to start from, from right where I am. And I want to choose something that feels better. I want to look toward what is possible instead of looking at the past, it's something I'm not happy with. So that's how I would do it. Yeah, that's a good way to do it and, and nicely explained. And uh, by the way, along the lines of choice, I want to remind our listeners, particularly the new listeners, that uh, if uh, you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, I mean, normally we're, we're talking about all kinds of uh, fun and happy topics. Today, today I'm dealing with something, but you know what? I'm, I'm determined to get around it. And the point is that even in a day like this, we're still looking for ways to feel good, to feel happy. Well, if you like a podcast, if you like listening to programming where you know the emphasis is constantly on finding the better side, on finding the happier side, the good side, and, and not focusing on all the terrible things going on in the world and so forth, you want to subscribe to this podcast. That's why the people who are our regular listeners subscribe to and listen to virtually every single podcast we put out. We put out about 40, 45 of them a month. 
and and they listen to them. The numbers show it. We know it for a fact. So we invite you, please become a subscriber. It's free. doesn't cost you a thing. It takes about a minute, maybe two to do. All the instructions are right on the homepage at LOAToday.net. And uh, once you're done with that, there's a little row of social media buttons so you can share with others and say, hey, I just subscribed to LOA Today. You should consider it too. So just wanted to put that in there into the discussion. <laughs> and it's a good part to put in the discussion. It is a good part. I isn't love it? your media shares. There are more media things there than I even knew existed, and I love to hover over them and go, <laughs> "I've never heard of are. that one," <laughs> and I've never heard of that one. <laughs> well, I figure if you're going to have one of them, you might as well have all of them. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you did that well. <laughs> well, that was also easy. That actually came as in one WordPress plugin. So literally, I, mean, I have a WordPress site for reasons like this because it's easy to, to add stuff to it. And all I had to do was add the plugin, and boom, they were all there. I didn't have to go program anything. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So I wonder, just based on you know this short little conversation we've had, how do you now feel oh. about the news that you had that your one of your favorite people were leaving the company. Yeah, well, obviously, I, I'm still not happy about it, and I know Louise isn't happy about it, uh, but that's part of the point of, of looking for the other side and talking like we've talked about, and you brought up some really great points about, you know, what's really happening, what what, what this is all about, what, what the, the bigger picture is. Looking at all that and and thinking about that way is so much better than wallowing in we're so depressed. One of our best employees left. How are we going to get on without her? She played such an integral role. I mean, we could easily stay in that that space. And mm-hmm. you know what? What I and what you and I have been talking about here was it really was kind of part of my process. I I knew we were going to do the podcast, so I figured, hey, this is a good time to really practice. And, and I know Wendy will give me mm-hmm. some some good advice, so let's do it. So where am I at now? Well, I'm better. I can't say that I'm great yet. But the point is to keep getting better. And well, and I if figure... you've shifted your energy even a little bit towards feeling even a little bit more hopeful, where you have, yeah. where you've relieved that feeling of that I think you started with. Oh yeah. Then you're definitely moving in the right direction. Oh, and no doubt about it. That's exactly the practice of utilizing the principles of law of attraction to your benefit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because now you're doing what Abraham hasn't said this in their live stuff in a long time, but they used to talk about leaning in the direction of a better feeling thought. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's what that is. And and I would say that's what you have begun to do since, Mm -hmm. you know, just the top of the show. You're now leaning in the direction of feeling better. And I'm trying to get. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I was just going to say, I'm also trying to let go of the oars more. That's one of the other Abraham. Uh, metaphors, right? You're in, you're in a boat, you're paddling upstream, and all the stuff that you want is really downstream. So let go of the oars and let the the river just take you downstream. I'm trying yeah. to let go of the oars. It's not easy to Good do when you you're used to, to paddling and paddling and saying, you know what, I'm responsible for making all this happen. Not easy to do, right. but nevertheless, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, and in this case, what does it mean to let go of the oars? It means to trust and trust in the face of of something that just happened that was not pleasant. Trust that you know what, it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out, and it's going to work out even better than what we hoped. Mm-hmm. Not an easy thing to trust like, when you're in the middle of it, but nevertheless, that's what I'm leaning toward. And the more and that when, I talk about it, the more I actually get there. And the more you lean in that direction, the more the law of attraction is able to actually deliver to you 
the more positive result in a faster way. Yeah. Because you're now broadcasting in a way that aligns with what's already in your vortex. And, you know, for those that don't know what a vortex is, it's uh, Abraham calls it your vortex of creation, which is everything you've ever desired in your life, whether conscious or unconscious, lands in what is like a container, a holding space um, energetically of everything you want. And so what you desire for your business, and I know you and Louise have been putting your heads together and you have been dreaming a new dream for the business Mm. in a huge way of improvement, um, having greater ease. And lots of times when you start messing with, and I I say that jokingly, when you start messing with the old plan, because you guys are trying to devise a new plan that you like even better, things have to change. And even if it's losing the person that you thought you counted on the most, you, you have no idea yet what this, the ripple effect of that, but I, it, it will move in the direction of what it is that you and Louise have been dreaming up for your business, because that's what you guys have been spending your time focusing on. That's what you've been broadcasting into the ethers. It, there's also another piece to that, and, and I'd like to hear your, what your current take is on that. I mean, I know in general what it is, but you know we always express things differently from day to day, right? Mm-hmm. And that piece is... We rarely as human beings have pure emotional uh, vibrations going on. We often have mixed vibrations going on. Some of the time right. we feel this, some of the time we, you know, sometimes we're feeling up, sometimes we're feeling down, sometimes we're feeling conflict about the very same thing. You know, we have, well, I feel good, but I don't feel so good. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you're in the middle of, of a situation like this one that, that Louise and I are in right now where we've lost a really good employee, you feel the pull of the negative side. You can see the positive side, especially mm-hmm. after doing what we've been doing here, but you still feel that pull of the negative side. And so it's like a two-mindedness, right? On the one hand, you say, well, yeah, this is the dream. The dream is to get to the point where we're living an easier life, where Louise isn't working crazy hours. We can actually go out and do stuff during the day just for fun, just for recreation. And, and we know we have a team we can count on to get the job done. And on the other hand, there's the feeling of, oh, God, the person, one of the people who was a main cog in that just left the company. What are we going to do? (laughs) And you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What do you do? How do you handle that? The first, well, first, the first thought that comes to me is, and, and I say this not really as a law of attraction coach, but as a um, process improvement expert, because that's what I've been doing for 30 plus years (laughs) is I improve I improve upon existing processes. What I know is that there's generally not an impetus, a reason to make a change in a system. If you feel like your system's going really well. True. Okay. Just like I had the job, we were going to get the house. Why would I have just given up my job? Mm -hmm. That would have seemed like a stupid timing thing. But in process improvement, when you lose somebody significant in the process, it oftentimes causes you to reassess the process and adjust. And when you do, you often come up with better processes than you had, even when your best person was there. That's a, a stretch, but it's a good one. So it's that's stretch. the first it, thing it, that comes a, to mind. It's, it's a further place than what 
it's easier to reach at this particular point in time just because we're still dealing with a loss. But you're right, sure. that can happen. And that mm-hmm. kind of situation can produce unexpected results. I mean, that, that's the other part of the, the puzzle here. Serendipity. You know, crazy synchronicities that happen that you can't possibly have planned. I, I, I've kind of wondered, is, is there a synchronicity, a serendipity, some kind of crazy thing that's going to happen that we couldn't possibly have planned that comes out of this situation? There probably is. I can't see it. So, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it looks like. And today, right now, in this moment, like I said, you know, you're still kind of just reeling with the, the surprise right. of it all. Yeah. But as you and Louise really put your heads together and think, okay, now what do we do? Now what's our next step? Who knows what what your brainstorming will produce. But I will tell you that if you stay focused on everything always works out for us, mm. it's all good. You know, that's when you, if you stay focused on, I wonder what wonderful possibilities can come from this situation that we would have never even considered had this not happened, then more positive things will occur for you that mm. will be in alignment with what you guys have already been planning for, which is a greater ease and flow in your business where there's more free time for you and Louise to actually have a life outside of the business mm-hmm. and have the business keep running in a way that feels really efficient and productive. So that's right. the first thing. Then the second thing is, yes, there is generally a mixed bag of, um, a vibrational um, essences that you and Louise are putting towards it. On one hand, there's this, and on the other hand, there's that. Mm -hmm. And they're a little bit contradictory sometimes. And, you know, you don't know everything going on inside of Louise, nor does she know everything that's going on inside of you. Because oftentimes, if you even have a little bit of a fear or trepidation, sometimes you don't want to tell the other person because you want to stay in a more positive frame when you're with each other. Right. But... Even if there's something just a little bit negative, even if there's a little piece of fear that either one of you is experiencing because you and you haven't reported it to each other, mm-hmm. it's still a part of what's going on. It's, yeah, still, it's still part there. of the creation. Yeah. But if that negativity, if you will, is in contradiction to the overall goal, the overall target for your business, it has to show itself. It has to make itself known for you to keep going forward toward the manifestation of the business being the way you want it to be. So it's really a good thing if some negative stuff pops up to the surface. And who knows, maybe this favored employee leaving might lead to some discussions where maybe some of those resistances actually show themselves. And now you can look at them because resistance doesn't go away just by having it go away. True. The, the normal True. way it goes away is by having it come into your awareness. And once you know about it, you can talk about it. And oftentimes when you talk about it, especially when you're talking between at least two people, you can find out like, oh, that isn't even true. Or, huh. You know, that's that's a fear that I had since childhood. But, yeah, I don't need to bring that into this. That That isn't even – it's not even relevant. And once you have awarenesses of such resistant things, you can talk about them and hopefully you can let them go just through the awareness of what they are and looking at them. 
because when they're in the state of fear, the fear itself doesn't want you to talk about it. It'll keep it in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Keep it in the, if you keep it in the darkness, it can't be resolved. Yeah, it's hard to release something when it's not available for release. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, yes, I'm a Pollyanna. Yes, I'm very hopeful towards the better of things. But because I know, I, I know you, and at the heart of you, you really want things to go really well, and you want it to be a joyous, happy thing. Mm-hmm. As long as you stay focused on that, whatever ugliness, if you will, needs to make itself known so you can let go of it, you can handle it. And as so, you said that last sentence, I realized there's something I can kind of hang my hat on, which okay. is I want things to go well. I, I And I can actually kind of hang my hat on that, even in flying in the face of everything that happened today. I can still hang my hat on that one because I still want it, you know, mm-hmm. and that does have a good positive feeling for me. So and nothing that happened today really alters that desire no not at all no the the desires if anything it enhanced it (laughs) there you go (laughs) yeah if anything it's even more intense Mm -hmm. i mean i wanted a new house but when it looked like i couldn't get it because i didn't have a job you're right i wanted it more it it, like i drew a line in the sand saying not even a loss of job is going to stop me from getting my house Yeah, that's the theme that appears in all three of the stories that you have in the book. In every single one of them, it's absolute pure determination in the face of overwhelming odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been known to come. I haven't done this in a long time, but I remember back in the day, you know, like 10 plus years ago, I would have some really uncomfortable situation going on between me and somebody at you know, whatever job I had. And it was like, it always managed to happen on a Friday. Like the thing that was just intolerable would happen on a Friday. And I would come home and I would say, as God is my witness, not really, but that was <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> channeling your inner Scar- Scarlett O'Hara, are you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I would channel her. On Monday when I go back to work, this issue will be non-existent. It'll be non-existent. I'm going to crack this puppy wide open. (laughs) I'm going to figure out what the heck it is that I'm holding on to that's resistant. And I'm going to transmute it. I'm going to change its form. I'm going to find a new perception. And I'm going to go back to work and this thing will never happen again. And every time I've done that, Monday morning when I went back to work, it was different. Because I spent that whole weekend just having conversation with my inner being saying, all right, what am I not seeing? What am I avoiding? For what purpose am I allowing this to go on in my life? I want answers and I want them now. (laughs) And then I'd have to chill out so I could be in a receptive mode to let them in. Mm. But they came in. And as Abraham points out, they've pointed this out on numerous occasions, intense desire trumps belief. Even if there's doubt involved there, the intense desire trumps it. Yeah. And the cool thing is, even when, like for me, I'd have intense desire, by the time it was done, I also had a belief. Isn't that interesting I just how didn't that works? Have, I didn't have the belief to change it up front. I had the intense desire to make the change. Mm-hmm. Then the change was made, and now that the change was made, the belief got changed in the process. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that also makes sense. I mean, another Abraham saying, a belief is a thought you think over and over again. Well, the more that we focus on this stuff and the more that we focus on what we're trying to change to, inevitably it's going to become a belief just by focusing on it. The more you focus on it, the more you believe it. Well, you got me going, Walt. I love talking about this stuff. (laughs) This is why I love coaching. (laughs) I don't know why I'm going to say this, but the other day I was coaching one of my clients. And up until, I mean, this is, I think, like our eighth session. So we've been getting to know each other. She's been making wonderful progress. Um, But the topic that had come up for the day you know, I knew what she wanted to work on, work on. And as we started to get into it, I'm like, oh, my dear God, she is so in her head. We're not going to make headway mm. because changes never take place in our head. We might think they do, but changes take place when we're connected to our feelings. That's, and so that's, that's something like that. That's one of those things where I wish we had a way to underline what we say on, on, on the air. You know, is, is there a way to turn <laughs> our words into italics or something? Cause that one uh-huh. that deserves repeating. Yeah. Change does not take place in our head. Change takes place in our feelings. And I think that correlates with the comment that Abraham makes over and over, which is um, words don't change. Life experience is what makes the change. And so life experience is when you're actually feeling the experience. And that's mm-hmm. when you make connections between, oh, I remember hearing that one time. Now I know what it means mm-hmm. because you felt it. And when you feel it, you own it. So anyway, I'm, you know, back in my client session, um, she was in her head. And without any forethought, and I promise you, this was just a, I was just letting my inner being guide me. I'd ask her a question and she'd answer it. And she was going to give me about a two or three paragraph answer. I let her do it the first time. And then the second time I asked her a different question because the answer was not getting us where we wanted to go. Mm -hmm. So I asked a different question and I could tell she was kind of going off on another couple paragraphs. I went, Nope, that's not it. Try again. And then I'd ask her the question again and I, Nope, that's not it. (laughs) Try again. Get underneath that. Nope, that's not it. I want a feeling. Well, it's kind of like, I said, nope, anytime you use the word like, you're not going to talk about a feeling. I want a feeling. Mad, glad, sad, bad. You're being persistent, Wendy, again. Well, and as I was doing it, I'm thinking to myself, wow, she's never seen me be like this. Yeah. You know, this is the part that makes me go, is she going to hate me and go, I want my money back? You're being mean. (laughs) But it was so cute because she says to me, you know, I knew this was not going to be an easy session. And I was like, huh. And the truth was she and I were tracking with each other beautifully. Um, And I was helping her to get into her feelings. And then I gave her one little something, which I won't talk about on the air because you got to hire me for this one because this is my biggie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I got her to get into her feelings. And when she got into her feelings, then we started to like make progress. And so, you know, that's another part of law of attraction that we don't always think about because we're so used to setting goals and we use words, but it's law of attraction is really all about the feeling essence. And so you and I can talk a subject to death from the mental part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if we're trying to change something, we got to get into the feeling of it. 
And well, that's why, sense. like, if, go ahead. I was just going to say it makes sense because, I mean, any of these situations that come up, like the one that happened today, is primarily a feeling situation. I mean, we like to think of it in terms of, well, okay, logically, what am I going to do next? And that's where we kind of get all tangled up because there doesn't seem to be a, a ready accessible answer to that question. But in fact, what we're really doing is we're we're dealing with the overwhelming impact of it, which is a feeling thing. So we're actually exactly. in the feeling state. The question is, do we recognize that? Good question. Yeah. I think a lot of the time we don't. <laughs> and, you know, it, interesting, what's coming to me now is almost a, I don't know how quick it is because everybody is different. But a good technique to get yourself out of the feeling place of how bad it is, is to go into your head. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, Now, how exactly you go into your head when you've been in your feelings, I'm not quite sure. But <laughs> I've oh, never I thought know. about it. I, I don't have a lot direction. of trouble doing that. that. That to me has always been pretty easy. It, it, actually, it, for me, getting into the feeling place has always been the harder part. Getting into my head, I can do that on a drop of a hat. That's not tough for me. Maybe it's probably tough for some people. Never been tough for me. I can go right to my head so instantly. Then, so then let's use this as an example. So you were just talking about how this big blow came to you in a way that really impacted you in your feelings. Mm -hmm. So how could you get into your head to leave the feeling zone? What kind I of I, thoughts? I don't know if I think? leave the, the feeling zone entirely. That's that's a valid point. I'm not sure I leave it entirely. I can get into my head as a way to try to fix it, trying to, you know, change it in some way. See if there's there's gotta be a way out, right? We'll find the way out. There's gotta be a way out. So so that's what I do when I, I'm getting into my head quickly. Am I getting out of the feeling zone entirely? Mm, that's another thing. I'm not so sure that I I can do that consistently every time. Hmm. Because, I mean, you can really, it's not like it's its always one or the other. Usually there's an overlap, right? Usually there's, right, to right. some degree, when you're in your head, you're also in your feeling zone or vice versa. I mean, mm -hmm. I did have a time in my life where I was rarely in my feeling zone. But I, I lived there enough. I really don't want to go back there very often. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I can actually say... I can get into my head and remove myself from the feeling zone. But what I can do is I can get into my head and kind of talk myself into a new direction. And so that's what I do when I'm in my head. I, it's like, I know where I'm feeling right now isn't good. I got to get somewhere else. I got to get into a better feeling place. So I'm going to go into my head and see if I can find some idea of something I can, I can go after, some way to do a pivot, right? You got you to gotta do a pivot of some kind. Okay, well, I got to find the pivot. Well, I'll use my head for that because I have a whole store of things that I've been collecting over time about how to do pivots. You know, sometimes it's just you know, going off and taking a walk or you know, admiring nature or, or you know, counting on all the good things that happen during the day or you know, thinking about the things that I appreciate. Or you know, there's a whole series of these little modalities we do to uh, you know to get ourselves into that better feeling place. Well, I do that from my head. That's my first place to start from. Now, I will say that you have been. I mean, you're a really good mental processor. That's, I think, a natural gift that you have had, or at least since I've known you. Sometimes too um, much. <laughs> <laughs> I but just to kind of offer some other suggestions for those who are listening to this conversation, um, I know that that's not the easiest place to go. I'll tell you when I think on the, the, about the old me, um, like you suggested, go for a walk. Oh, that would have like done me in. 
Oh, really? Because <laughs> that would leave me so much mental space to just keep thinking negative thoughts about what just happened that I'm not wanting to think about anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like leaving me alone with my worst thoughts. So oh, that's interesting. Now, for me, when I'm going to take a walk, for me, well, I don't just take a walk anywhere. I go outside and I go out to enjoy nature. So for me, nature, enjoying nature and taking a, a walk are really part and parcel. You can't separate them. So when I'm out there, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm deliberately not allowing myself to focus on whatever the trouble is. I am pushing myself to focus on the nature and enjoy and appreciate what's going on in nature. Because you're right, you could and get a, kind of hung up in your head. That's that, a that really awesome discipline that you have. Yeah, I'm just suggesting that's not something that most or that everybody can do. That would not have been something that would have been conducive for me. Oh yeah, being alone yeah. with my thoughts would have been my enemy. Oh, and I had to learn um, it, too. It didn't come easily. Yeah. But for somebody who's like, ah, no, being alone is not going to work for me. That's when I say find anything that you can fully engage your thinking into that will distract you. Now, whether that's watching a television program or getting on Facebook and just getting lost in one post after another, um, maybe calling a friend is not your best idea because Usually, if you call a friend, unless there's somebody who really knows how to turn your thinking around, you're just going to get deeper into the sad story right. of whatever it is that's not working well. Um, so talking to someone's not usually the best best idea. But if you can get something that will fully engage your brain in something completely different, that's called distraction. It and that's is. when distraction is really your best friend. Yeah, it can be. Sure. You know, because you basically because usually find a way after you have a way to 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 discharge and and to decharge the the feeling that you're experiencing. You're taking charge away from it. Or you know, like even watching a movie after you've watched two hours of a movie that had you going down all sorts of storylines. It's like you're now so ingrained in that story that even when the the credits roll and it's over, you might go back to thinking about whatever it was that was unhappy before. But at this point. It should have decreased in its intensity mm -hmm. because you just introduced all these other emotional things that occurred in the movie, you know, and so that's how it works. Now, if while you're in the movie, you're not able to distract and you just keep being pulled back to whatever situation happened earlier, then obviously the movie's not doing it, you know, and you got to find something else. And the truth is finding something else is a very personal thing. But if you're monitoring how you feel with a desire to turn your feeling into something that feels good, um, you'll find something if mm. you stay focused on that. Yeah, that's true. Um, if, because at that point, if you stay focused on, I really want to feel better, I really want to feel better, law of attraction will begin to bring thoughts to you of a better feeling essence. And so then law of attraction is working with you instead of against you. But if you keep saying over and over, and this is what I used to do, he's such an idiot. I can't believe he did this <laughs> after all that I have done for him. And now he's doing this for me, do, doing this to me. Does not does he not even realize all that I've put into? Well, by, ne by this point, I'm just digging my heels in. And law of attraction is like, oh, okay, we'll bring her more of those kinds of thoughts. And then I just have like a laundry list that keeps getting longer and longer oh, of, course, yeah. of how this person did me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. When you go down that path, it's almost like the, the path of no return. 
Um, and I, I, that is one thing I can point to as a good thing that happened in this situation. Cause I know for neither one of us were we in any way along that path. I mean, the, the, the best way I can describe the path that we were experiencing was, wow, what lousy luck. This, I mean, we, we, we've been, we've been trying to move things forward. We've been trying to make progress. And then all of a sudden, boom, we just got this big setback. But not that somebody was undermining us, not that, uh, you know, this, this employee who left was somehow, you know, giving us the shaft or something like that. It wasn't anything like that at all. And I'm really glad about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a definite positive. Well, so one of the phrases Abraham also uses quite often is if you can catch the little stuff in the beginning when it's little, yes, then it's a whole lot easier to turn things around. So what you've just said is you weren't going down a negative path. You were actually going down a pretty positive one. You got dealt this blow but you're already trying to turn it around. Oh, so that was good. Like, yeah, and, and I like that. I was trying to turn it around almost from the moment that it happened. I mean, I really was staying yeah. true to the essence of what my goal was for the month, of, of trying to not let negative thought processes drag me down to negative vortex rabbit holes. And mm-hmm. I did. I, I mean, I was swimming for my life, but I did. I, I, I managed to avoid going down that, that road. And I can pretty much tell Louise did too. I mean, it was taking it out of her. She was pretty wiped out by the time we were done with the the meeting we were at. But uh, nevertheless, I could tell both of us were doing a pretty good job of just not sliding down that, oh, my God, oh, woe is me slope. So now going forward, um, just based on the conversation we've had, you know, and I can tell you're shifting into a very beautiful I, hey, I'm going to where I want to go. That's my idea. Whatever mm-hmm. happened, we're going to go there. Now, and, and I'm saying this to you, but I'm really doing it for the benefit of all our listeners, is be mindful of how you tell this story going forward. In yeah, other words, point. when you tell the story, whether it's to your wife or to somebody else or to your coworkers, I would shift some of the words that you used when you started this uh, podcast at the top of the hour because at that point you had some pretty sharp words. Mm. She was our best employee. Mm. You know, that has a lot of weight. And instead she, you know, like, I don't know if you noticed, but I started changing how I was referring to her. The last time I mentioned it, I called her one of your favorite employees, Mm -hmm. which to me is, has a little bit lighter uh, vibrational essence than your best employee. Because when you lose your best employee, that feels more grave. It's funny too, because when your- as you said that, I didn't. I didn't realize. I, I thought I said one of our best, but maybe I did say our best. I didn't. I didn't really mean to say that at all, actually, because we have some mm. pretty good employees. But I, I always thought I was saying just one of the best. But if I said the best, then wow, I was telling a story I didn't even realize I was telling. Wow. And, and honestly, unless we went back and, and listened to the recording, I can't be absolute certain oh, that you okay. said best. But how you said it inferred to me that she was like at the top of the food chain of your employees. She's very close to the top, yeah. Okay. And so, like, when you tell the story going forward, you know, you want to say, we lost somebody that was very important to us. Yeah. But you want to say it with a lightness in your voice. And, and this is the kind of thing, and again, I'm using your example, but I'm really doing it for the benefit of yeah, everybody oh, sure. who's listening. Right. You want to lighten how you tell it. And if you can avoid telling this story to anybody, all the better. Because who really needs to know? This is really between you and Louise. Mm-hmm. You know, And even when you talk about it with each other, 
if you keep the conversation very light and keep the story moving in a progressive direction towards what where you want to go versus what happened. Yeah. That because, will benefit you greatly. Because actually it isn't just Louise's in my story. I mean, everybody in the company was affected by it. Everybody, I mean, it, everybody felt the loss. So mm -hmm. I think in that context, what really needs to happen is we got to make sure we don't fall into, oh, woe is us. We just lost exactly. this great employee. What are we going to do? And get more into, wow, you know, she's been so valuable to us. We're, you know, we wish her well. It would be great if she could ever come back. But, you know, we're going to be fine. We're going to find a way to to survive and thrive. And and things are going to keep getting better. And it reminds, you know, what you just said reminds me of when, like, really big corporate situations happen and there's something really unpleasant. Um, you know, that's when you get your PR person to really work with, like, the president of the company or whoever it is that has to be the one who goes on camera speaking the political statement of what what's going on right right and it's very amazing how they don't talk about things in a negative way they want to spin it because they want people to continue to buy their products they want to continue to feel like hey everything's fine we have this under control um we're we're moving in a direction that we're going to patch all the holes and it's going to be fine mm -hmm. you know and that's the kind of story you want to spin like within your company to other employees yeah. that they don't feel, um, oh, what's the word? There's a word here uh, where they just lose hope in, in the company as a whole. It's like, you really want to bolster them up. So they feel supported because they've gone through a loss as well. Mm -hmm. And when they see you and Louise, um, at the top, top of the food chain coming from a position of, you know what? Yeah, this happened. And we're moving forward. We've been through tough things before, and we always come out stronger. And so we, we know that all of you are awesome, and that's why you're here, and we're all on the same team, and we're all going to do this together. And I want to also and give credit to uh, the rest of our team, too, because we do have a good team. Um, I, I doubt that any of them are listening. Well, one of them actually might be listening now that I think about it. But um, all of them are very valuable to the team. And as we left the meeting today where this announcement was made, I mean, people were sad that she was leaving, but overall, I thought the attitude was pretty strong. Well, that's good. Yeah, that was really, really good. It, it makes it a whole lot easier when you have good people who, you know, are there as part of the team. They're, they're, it, you know, you, you can work for a company, and I know all of us have. I know I have worked for companies where it wasn't really a team. They may have said that you know they're a team, and they have they may have even had meetings and so forth to emphasize the team, but you knew they weren't really a team. You knew you weren't really part of a team. It, it was, it was, you know, all smoke and mirrors. But there are other, mm -hmm. rare, more rare situations where you do feel like you're part of a team, where you feel like it's all for one and one for all. And when you have that, what what interestingly happens is that that dynamic gets you through the loss. That dynamic helps maintain the positive attitude. It, the, the dynamic keeps you from falling down the negative rabbit hole of oh god, how terrible things are, just by having agree. that good team thing. I would agree because the teamwork, or I should say the glue that keeps all of you connected is energy. And it really makes a difference because I know when, when my previous boss left and we got a new guy, we're, we're like 50 people on our team. And so, yes, even though the one at the top was being switched out, there was such a strong bond between all the rest of us 
it's kind of like we knew that like this is the feeling I got. We're going to be okay, even if we don't like the one at the top, because we're still together. And we work together and we know each other and we know what each other's intention is. Mm -hmm. And so it's all going to be good. And so that helped us through the transition of having the new guy come on board, you know, because we, we all had connective tissue, if you will, between us. And that's what it sounds like you have within your company is that there's connective tissue between all the people in your company and that you work as one organism. Instead yeah. of a whole bunch of separate pieces and parts. I mean, you, you talked earlier about how um, you don't really know how it's going to work out better, but somehow it's going to work out better. There have been a lot of times, particularly with a business like this one, this is a seasonal business, it's gardening services, um, you get a lot of turnover. And what we have discovered over time is that the turnover in most cases, not this particular case, but in most cases is actually where the people who are the least team player oriented, the least cooperative, the least, uh, not that they're bad or anything like that, just they're, they're, they're least connected to everybody else, are the ones who leave. The ones we, who we've kept, who've stayed with us through the years, are really the best players. Mm. So, I mean, this was one rare exception where a really good person left. But for the most part, that actually has had a very positive benefit of having turnover in ways that were, you know, very positive for the company. I don't know exactly how it's going to be positive for our company in this case, just because this was a big loss, but I just know the track record is it inevitably leads to us having the best people when all is said and done. Why wouldn't it also be the true case here as well? I totally agree. Yeah. And, you know, t t I, when you say, when, oh, I'm going to say time will tell, I don't mean that lightly. I don't mean that by default, mm -hmm. but time, like over time, as the new stuff begins to unfold, you'll be able to tell us the story of how things shifted in ways that you would not have imagined on today. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. You know, and my, my attitude, my perception, my outlook, my positioning is that I'm always in expectancy of my highest and best good showing up for me. Things are always working out for me. And even when something hits me in a way that I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. It's like, okay, well, I wonder what it is about this situation that is going to turn itself around and make itself smell wonderful like a rose. Well, I can tell you, you one know, thing. that One thing I just know from, from doing the show today, this is the first show I can remember where we did one of my issues for the show. We've done some where it's been your stuff that we've done for the show. <laughs> this time it was all about my stuff. That's a brand new thing. Well, we it's created, about We created time. a new wrinkle. Yeah, it's about time, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And it was fun. It was a fun discussion because it was live. It's real. It's very um, real. Yeah. It's what, what's really going on. And I feel like we were able to show our listeners what real life looks like and how do we pivot and how do we shift in light of all the tools that we know with Law of Attraction. Because to me, all we did is talk about Law of Attraction on this show. True. Yeah. That plus no. the fact that we also got a full sixty minutes, unlike yesterday, where we got we lost the six minutes at the, at the end of the show. I still don't know why that <laughs> happened, but it happened. So we got a full sixty minutes today. That's also a good thing. But anyway, awesome. it's been great, and and uh, thank you for uh, your insights because they've been wonderful as usual. I look forward to doing this again with you tomorrow. That sounds fun. I can't wait. And we hope you join us as well next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye for now.